Hello and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasts. This episode is going to provide you with expert information and tips on remodeling a kitchen. I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Dovel. Thanks for joining us. Pro Construction Guide magazine regularly brings you a ProCast built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros hosted by pros with successful contractors as guests. You can listen to any ProCast or pro at ProConstructionGuide.com or iTunes. Before we get down to business, we'd like to thank Delta for sponsoring this ProCast. David, do you know about the awesome tool giveaway from Pro Construction Guide? I think it's the rigid lithium-ion Gen 5X combo kit. It's a drawing, um, and you can win it kind of cool. Uh, Yeah, I do know about it, but I'm not eligible, so... Why do you keep taunting me with that? I don't know. Because <laughs> I know you like it. All right, so look, you can get that. Find the details at the on the homepage of ProConstructionGuide.com. All right, yeah, I, I, and, and I do really, I do know about it. It's really, it's a, a the rigid tool giveaway is awesome. So I suggest everybody uh, take advantage of uh, their opportunity to win. Unlike me, uh, which, <laughs> if if you already if you're already a subscriber to Pro Construction Guide or construction uh, our construction newsletter, you're automatically eligible to win the rigid kit. So there's no need to register. And David, just for you, we set up a website. It's called www.getoverit.com. So on with the show. In this episode, we're going to talk to Bob Gockler, who's a custom kitchen and bathroom modeler and the owner of Craftmaster Renovations. And he's going to talk about what pros need to know when it comes to kitchen remodels. Now, this isn't like, hey, do this, do this, do this. This is about how you really get in from a professional perspective and do the right kinds of things that are going to make you happier uh, customers and more money. And Bob was a guest with us last year on a, for a great podcast on the bathroom remodeling. And if, if you want to go back and listen, it's episode number 17 on the Pro Construction Guide website or on iTunes. So welcome back to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCast, Bob. Can you kind of give us the 30-second bio on Bob Gockler? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for inviting me back on the show. I'm uh, certainly a big fan of it and listen to all your episodes, so it's great stuff that you guys put out there. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm the owner of Craftmaster Renovations, and we are a full-service remodeling company, but we specialize really in the kitchen and bath industry, and kitchens and, and baths are uh, something that you can take a look up on our website at uh, kmrenovate.com, or you can certainly follow us on Facebook. We post about I think we're up to about 250 projects that we have posted up on um, on our Facebook page. So good info on how we follow our, the process that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And I, I went to your website, and, and you guys have that. Not only have some really cool stuff up there, it's pretty well organized to follow and, and, and kind of see what people are thinking. So great, great spot. And um, So let's focus on there's a 1,006 things we could talk about from kitchen remodeling, but let's talk about what, what are the main things that you're going to touch on uh, on with us uh, uh, today, about. Well, I think there's really, uh, on a high level, there's four key points that I'd like to at least uh, touch base on today, which is uh, the sales process, uh, our design and material selection process, uh, the actual design build process, and, of course, uh Last but certainly not least, which is the social media aspect of the remodeling business. The ever-present social media. So, look, Bob, your company is really well regarded for um, some pretty outstanding kitchen work. So, from your perspective, your successful perspective, what's the first thing that pros should know about a kitchen or think about from a kitchen remodel? Well, 
from a pro's perspective, the kitchen remodel starts from your initial phone call with the client. When someone calls into you, whether they're referred to you, found you on the internet, your pre-planning is the most important part. It's how you set up the stage of your kitchen remodel. Uh, obviously, you want it to be profitable for yourself. And my job, as I view it, is to really walk that customer through that process. And it starts with the phone, the first phone call. We actually assign out some homework to a customer. Uh, we talk about um, that we're, we don't give estimates. Uh, we really talk more about working within a client's budget. And uh, planning guides, I think, are really um, probably one of our, our most uh, important first steps in our process. And you can find that up on uh, our website, something that we created. I really don't know anybody else well, in the industry that has one. And, and I, I applaud you because uh, that's available on your website. And so it's not like it's a secret sauce thing. You're, you're, you, it makes sense to you to share common sense and success. So good job. Well, yeah, thanks. To talk about the um, what's on our planning guide, when a customer calls into me, um, and they ask me, you know, if we'd come out and give them a free estimate, I explain that sales, that our sales process to them. And our sales process begins by, I can't give them a price until I have any idea what they're looking for. And our first step to get the customer engaged with our company and also engaged in thinking about their kitchen remodel is on our planning guide. It's got about uh, four pages of some basic information, but essentially it's a wish list. It's an, a menu-driven a la carte. Yes, I'd like to have a wall oven. I've got you know five kids in my family. I'm the main cook. All the things that we as a professional need to know when we start to design a kitchen. But more importantly, it gets the customer really thinking about their kitchen remodel. Uh, when they're done with that, it's going to direct them to another website, which I've been using for almost five years now, which is housed. I'm sure everybody out in the industry has seen it. Uh, we tell a customer that we really need to see uh, what it is that they envision their kitchen to look like. Fast forward and say it's a year from now, your kitchen's done. How would you describe it? So they type in a couple of keywords. Uh, they, they come up with, um, let's say it's a white um, uh, center island kitchen um, with a country feel. And then they're gonna, you know, the system's going to pull back a bunch of different photos. We ask them not to look for their kitchen because they're never going to find it. We just ask them to look for elements. So when you pull up a, a, a picture and you find something that you like, I like the floor color. I like the app, the island. I like the pendant lights. Save those uh, those photos into your idea book and then share that with us. So we have that information when we come out to your house. I'm much more uh, educated to be able to tell you what your kitchen is going to cost when I have your A, your wish list, B, your fit and finish that you're looking for when it's done, and then C, of course, I can see the construction of the house or removing walls size of the space, uh, the furnishings in your home. That's really how we set up our, our kitchen remodels because I think it starts in the very um, first phone call by setting expectations and letting the customer know that you're professional and you already know how to do this. You've done this hundreds of times. This is not something that you're winging and you're just trying to figure out. Right. Okay. And you kind of get them thinking about what you want. So, uh, so the questions that you ask up front, you get them to describe that kitchen – did did I you you refer to house a lot on your website? I do, yeah. Talk about that and how you may educate and uh, you talked about you know the es- it looks like you don't think about an estimate until after you've done some stuff, right? Yeah, but, I mean that's that's right. When when we direct them to house, I 
I actually take photos of all of our projects, the final photos. House only wants to see the glamorous, gorgeous pictures when it's done. Right. So if you go up on, on our website and you click on any of our portfolios, it's going to actually pull up our house portfolio because I don't want to have to, you know, duplicate of, of efforts having to post all these photos. You know, the amount of time that we spend on our online uh, social presence it's time-consuming, um, but it speaks volumes of your work. People find us because of our work online. And Houses, you know, it's the most popular website that's out there for home improvements, bar none. Um, so we spend a lot of time investing our time on showcasing our our work up there. Then just last thing, because I know David has some stuff he wants to ask you, but do one, take one more second on the estimate for me, if you will, because I'll make sure because I think you make an important point here. Your estimate doesn't happen until after the trip to the house, and then you, you kind of have a, 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 a healthy way of thinking about the estimates. Take a couple seconds on that, if you would. Sure. When I, when I very first come out to the customer's house, I let them know that I'm, I can give them this is all I do. I do kitchens and baths, remodeling. Once I have their wish list and their idea book, and I walk into the home, I can quickly tell them have they described. And I'm going to use broad ranges. And this conversation happens on the phone, and then it's reinforced in the house so they know what to expect when I come there. Then I'm going to tell them that they've described a thirty dollars to $40,000 kitchen or $180,000 to a $220,000 kitchen or okay. anywhere, anywhere in between. I'm immune to people's budgets. What you spend on your project, it's a personal decision. Our job is to provide you the best thirty, forty, seventy, hundred and fifty thousand dollars $150,000 kitchen. That's our job and our responsibility. My job is not to tell you how much to spend on your on your kitchen. So I don't do estimates. I can tell you a range, and if you described a hundred and fifty thousand dollar kitchen and budget sixty, there's no point in moving forward. I'll never meet your expectations, nor will anyone. And obviously, you need to get more educated. And you save a lot of time and headaches by doing that. Oh, absolutely, I get it. without a doubt. Qual- yep. qualif- qualifying the customer. There you go. Hey, so so tell me this. How how do you guys pitch upgrades to your clients? Uh, once we come out to the house and, we ha- and we've established their budget, I ask customers up front, do they want to see any any potential upgrades? Some people say, hey, Bob, look, 50000 that's the max of my budget. Don't show me anything else. Because, of course, who's not going to want it? So right, right. I respect that. Other customers say to me, yeah, if you have great ideas, show them to me. And we still show them their their kitchen at budget at fifty thousand, but we'll show them. You know, I get I have one customer, Rich, that we recently finished his kitchen. That was his budget range, fifty to sixty thousand. And he said, if you have a phenomenal idea, you know, of course, show it to me. You know, we showed it to him, and it was one hundred and ten thousand dollars. He he more than doubled his own budget. But he did it. He did. Wow. And then he also did his family room. He did his powder room. He had us back the next year to do his master bathroom. Cool. Very good. So when you're when you actually start the project, so you got this, you you, you kind of give them the range. You talk about it. Everybody settles on what they want to get done, whether they stay with their budget or they bump their budget up. Once you start the project, what are the first things you're doing? Uh, before we even the day that the the job's going to start, uh, we document the entire house. What I mean by that is, as we're walking up, we do we do setup and staging before we ever deliver any material to the house. And one of my sons, Robbie, works for me. And as he walks up to the house, he's going to take photos going up the driveway. We're going to set a dumpster down. Uh, we just don't want to have any misunderstandings of problems with, you know, there was a divot in my driveway. 
you scratch this, this curb was broken. And we do that all the way into the work site. So we're going to take photos and we're going to document everything all the way into the work site. Cool. A lot of times customers don't even know they had damage, you know, so this, it's not a, it's just showing people that, yes, okay, you've got this molding that's loose. You have this huge dent in the wall. Uh, this door's broken. This cone's coming off the hinge. You know, okay. we can fix all that stuff, but we didn't cause it when we walked in. But we right. just bring that to the customer's attention. And then what we do is when we stage our kitchen remodels, we put down, of course, rosin paper like everyone else, but we also go to that next level. We put down what's called Yucca board, available in any Home Depot. Um, and we actually buy a, a large amount of it. Um, on every project, we probably put in 15 to 25 sheets of Yucca board, and we stage it in their garage. Mm-hmm. And then all the way leading through the work site, we put down Yucca board, and we tape it at the seams. What's great about something like that is it shows that we respect the customer's house, and for our guys, um, when they, they're going to drop tools, they're going to drop everything on the floor. It's going to happen. It's not if, it's just when. when. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just going to happen. Um, so when we do that, we put that yucca board down. It's a high-density fiberboard, harder than plywood. It is smooth as formica. When we're done at the end of the day, we wipe it up with a rag. And the customer, because they're walking around, this is their home. They're walking around in their, in their socks in and out of the house. It just keeps a clean work site. When we lift up the yucca board, when the job's done, I know the floor is in exactly the same shape it was when I walked in. And I'm not having to fix, you know, a, a damaged piece of hardwood, a broken tile, or what have you. So it costs me maybe a hundred, hundred fifty bucks for some yucca board. Yep. Would you pay me a hundred and fifty bucks to fix you that big dent in the middle of your hardwood floor yeah. when the job's done and you're trying to close it out? Took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. So, hi. Right. Um, I think the um, what what about when you're doing a kitchen? Uh, people happen to be uh, out of commission. Like not well, being able to use kitchen. Yeah, we actually go ahead and set up. We have a whole entire inventory that I've bought over over the years as we've done projects. We set up a temporary kitchen for that for them someplace else in the house, and we discussed that during the design phase. Is you know we obviously are going to displace them out of the kitchen for minimum six, probably eight, sometimes even ten weeks, depending on how much structural stuff. Um, so we find that it's worth it um, to provide them some convenience items. Um, and those are plastic tables. It's more yucca board because it's going to be in a different room um, that's not used to having food and everything else in there. And then we set up you know, plastic tables. We, we have a, a variety of things, whether they're microwaves, cooktops. Um, so you provide all that? Yeah, we do. And we just, wow. we just recycle cool. it. It just goes from, you yeah. know, from job to job to job. Wow. That's a, that's a huge thing right there. Awesome. It's a little bit of an investment, you know, but on average, you know, a microwave, an inexpensive microwave, 50 bucks, a toaster oven, 25, 30 bucks, you know, a couple of hot plates, a couple of tables. What did I invest? A couple hundred bucks. And I'm going to reuse that for what? Five, six, seven, eight, ten kitchens. Yeah. Got it. Not bad. All right. Um, so what, what comes next in the process? Um, what? Well, well, We will then, of course, be starting the project. And so the way that we manage our projects is we put a lockbox on the house, very similar to the realtors, uh, because I don't want the guys showing up on the job. Customer's not home. They had to take their dog out for a walk, whatever. So we put their key in a lockbox, stays on the house. You know, obviously me and my guys are the only people that have the access code to it. And the other small thing, but I see a lot of people that don't do it, is we do put a restroom um, on the property. 
for obvious reasons, it's just good for everyone, for the guys and for the homeowner, uh, to not have six guys running yep. in the house. Um, so it just sets up the job so that it's, it's comfortable. It really sets up, I think, the rest of your remodel by doing it this way. Sure. So so now, after after you've prepared the, the site, um, so next comes what, demolition? Yeah, demos are first, you know, if you can't charted this out, which, you know, every remodel should take the same steps. Of course, we've got demolition. If we're going to do any uh, any structural altercations, then we're going to obviously going to do some framing, followed up by rough plumbing, then rough electric. Um, once those are, the three of those are completed, you know, of course, then here in New Jersey, we've got to set up for inspections. And it, the way ours, of course, work is we've got to pass rough electrical and plumbing before we can even schedule in for um, the building inspection. So that process takes, you know, and we set the expectation with the customer to let them know no work is going to take place during that one week because that's about what it takes us to go through inspections here in Jersey. Okay. Okay. So uh, you've got the electrical and the plumbing. Then follows pretty pretty much standard. I mean, what's, what's your next steps? Electrical, plumbing, rough-in inspection? Yeah, and then we, of course, so- once we pass the rough... Um, plumbing electric, then we're going to uh, have our um, building inspection. Once we pass building, then um, because obviously we're removing sheetrock on the exterior walls or ceilings, we'll put up new insulation to whatever the, you know, the highest R value is. Uh, we here in New Jersey need to get that inspected as well. Um, and then we start putting in um, the sheetrock. One of the things that I would touch base on sheetrock is by spending a little bit of extra time and firing out your walls and leveling them up because, you know, obviously the houses have settled. They're not plumb. You know, some of the houses that we remodel are, you know, 50, 70, 150 years old. So they've settled and it takes what, maybe an hour to, to, to cut up some strips and, and, and fur up the walls yep. and the ceiling so that they're, they're plumb. The only guys that care about that are the finished carpenters. The right. rockers don't care, but you know, <laughs> you as a general contractor, you care because it's obviously going to make your product that much better, um, and your your, your customer is going to love it when it's done. You know that you're taking that extra step to do it. So I think we could go through flooring, cabinetry, paint, all that stuff. And if you're a professional, you you probably know that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go off script for a second here and and ask you this question because this is what I think stands out about what you're telling us. It's not like you've got some kind of rocket science approach to this business, but what it sounds like is you've taken the time to think through all the details, all the points of pain for both your subcontractors and your customers. You've created and documented a solution, and you execute from that piece. I mean, am I summing your life up correctly? You absolutely are, and we're and you know we're constantly looking for ways to improve it. Yeah, you know, that's really what you're looking for. If you follow the exact same process. And that is one of the things that I explain to a customer when they're first researching us. If you went on to my 250 plus Facebook albums and you looked at our sale, at our, our process, it's identical. You're going to see the same guys. You're going to see the same steps. You're going to see everything that you can expect in your own home. That, and, that, and I would argue, folks listening, um, that that's, that's a trick from my own experience using quality remodelers. And, and through three projects now, most of the stuff I prefer, like I, I like doing my own stuff. But when I do these major things and I had uh, the, the same guy come in, you, Bob, you're exactly right. The experience that I had on the third remodel job process wise was exactly the same 
is the experience I had on the first one, and and they varied in scope radically, but the processes were were the same. So that's that's awesome. Look, before we continue our conversation with Bob, I want to sneak in a word uh, from our sponsor. Delta makes it easy to get a custom designed bathroom without the long wait, and it's as easy as one, two, three. From shower doors to all the accessories needed to make your bathroom remodeling project fit any style, the Delta Mandera Collection has you covered with coordinating faucets, bath hardware, and cabinet hardware. With Delta Shower Door Design Tool at www.deltashowerdoors.com, pros can create a unique shower door to fit any decor. Once you select the shower, the door, the shower door, the bathtub door, you'll have a variety of bathroom accessory styles to choose from to complete the look. All items are available in beautiful brush nickel finish. Good stuff right it there. It is. It's an it's and you know what? It's the same thing Bob's talking about. You got a nice process. It's compact. Everything works together. Okay. Yeah. And it's Delta. That's what Amen. I love it. Hey, once everything is installed, what's what's left to do then, Bob? When we're done with the job, one of the things that I, I hear from complaints from customers all the time that haven't gone through our experience is that uh, contractors don't come back and finish up the punch list. Everybody hates punch lists. Hmm. It's all that nitpicky little stuff. I would much rather create the punch list with the customer, go through every single thing. I don't care if there's 10 or 50 things on the list. I don't want to send the guys back 20 times. Right. Let's right. get it in. Let it get it. Let's get it done. And if, obviously, if there's something wrong after that, it's a service call, and we'll come back and fix it. But I think punch list is really the probably it's how you're leaving your customer. You're leaving them with a finished job, or a finished job that's missing a pl- an outlet plate cover, a toe kick that's loose, some grout over here that's missing. Those are all the things that they're going to stare at, and they're going to look at for the rest of the time that remodel is done, and that's going to affect your referrals down Life Road. There you go. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right, look, the job's complete. The punch list is done. What's your wrap-up process? Uh, when the customer has moved in and they've enjoyed their, their kitchen for three to six weeks, um, we want the dust to settle. We want them to get their personal effects back up. Um, we stop back out, myself and one, one of our designers, uh, we stop back out and we bring them a personalized thank you gift. And sometimes it's, um, you know, it's a cutting board with their name engraved into it. Other times it's a... Um, you know, uh, some kind of a basket or something. But we do bring them a gift as a a thank you. Um, We also are scheduling that at the same time that we're going to bring in a professional photographer Um, because I think it's the most important part of your wrap-up is to get professional quality uh, photographs. I'm not talking magazine quality, five $8,000 for a photographer. You can find local uh, photographers that are, that will charge. We spend on average between three and five hundred bucks per project to get it photographed when we're done, and we, we probably take uh, anywhere between six and ten photos of a job. That sets up your online presence and your portfolio on house and all of the other wonderful things that you'll be able to show showcase your work that you're proud of. And, and like I said, I was on your website. It's, I mean, it shows it. Your your investment in this in here makes a. a Makes a great statement. So, look, we've got professionals, and I really, when we do these things as a wrap-up um, to, the, to the concept, I usually ask, I always ask, give me three things. We're talking about kitchen remodels. Three things that you want our professional listeners to take away from this conversation. What would they be, Bob? Uh, first of all, everything that you do is, it reflects in your image, and professionalism is the thing that you want to portray, whether it's your job signs, how the inside of your truck is, 
Um, your briefcase, are you organized? It's everything. Professionalism in everything that you do. And that really comes from um, preparation. Um, and preparation is the same for your professionalism. And it's also in everything that we just got done talking about on how you handle your kitchen remodel, that process. That's your preparation. And, um, and at the end result, um, you finish up your punch list. You want everything to be perfect when you walk out. You know, to me, those are the, the top things you should be looking at when you're doing kitchen remodeling. So image, preparation, and take care of the details at the end. The end result is perfection. Awesome. Bob, look, thank you so much for your time and for your insights. Uh, and if you want more information about Bob and his company, Craftmaster Renovations, you can visit the website at kmrenovate.com, kmrenovate.com. I was out there. It's great. It's a great place to go. I really appreciate uh, your time this morning, Bob. Now, we're going to take the time that we always take to dive into the spare parts box. And that's where we reach into the proverbial, the um, virtual uh, spare parts box and grab out something that we think is, is a great tool, something cool. Sometimes it's a concept, sometimes it's a tool. This week, we're pulling out a laser level. Now, we're not pulling out, you know, the $299, $999, dollars laser levels. We're pulling out the, a Bosch laser level that you can actually buy some reconditioned versions. We're talking under $50. Um, look at the configuration of it. I like the Bosch one because it kind of gives you the right angle. It's, it's got um, some features um, that I think are, are very cool. But having that accuracy um, and does two things, in my opinion. Makes your life easier. Let's buy another cool tool. And, and to Bob's point about image of professionalism, you're kind of whipping out the great tools, and people like this guy knows what he's doing. He's using state-of-the-art stuff. So that's my theory today from the spare parts box. I David, like it. Okay. So... If you also like what you heard today on this ProCast, uh, like us on iTunes and tell a friend about the ProCast on iTunes and about ProConstructionGuide.com. Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of the latest Pro Construction Guide magazine, visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk or go to ProConstructionGuide.com to read the digital issue. Hey, if you've got any feedback for us, give us a call at 866-647-2346. Leave a message. We really want to hear your thoughts. We'll see you on our next episode of the Pro Construction Guide magazine's ProCast podcasts. We're hoping that you're going to make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.